This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. want to praise a team greater than how I praise the Lord. I wish I would go in a stadium and jump up screaming and shouting and then when I come in the presence of the Lord I'm sitting with my lips pursed. It'll never happen because the team can't save my soul, can't heal my body, can't touch my mind, can't minister to my family, can't make a way out of no way for me. Good God Almighty, if I don't quit, I'm going to start preaching. Hallelujah. And we, we are, when you're totally involved in worship, you use your hands. You've got to do something with your hands. How do you praise God? Hands just down to your side. You've got to at least put them up to your waist. At least... Raise them up to your shoulders. Come on. And, that, and to me, that's really not good enough. I got to put mine all the way up as high as I could get them up because that's a sign of surrender. That's a sign of surrender. And listen to me. Anybody that you lift your hands to like that, you are worshiping them. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Maybe you've been to a concert like I've been to a concert. When I went to, it's been years ago, when I went to the Prince concert, me and my roommate, listen, we had a chair. We didn't never sit in a chair. Did never sit in a chair. We were pushing as close up to the stage as we could get, and our hands stayed in the air. Don't you understand? That's worship. How can we worship a man and we not worship God? How can we cheer for a football team? They the one getting paid. You're not getting a nickel. And don't praise the Lord. Come on, we've got to use our hands, and we've got to use our soul, our mind, will, emotion, imagination, and intellect. We've got to use our mouth, and we've got to meditate on the things of God. Are you listening to me? As we go into this lesson today, I want you to begin to to walk through this with me, and I don't have a lot of time, but I want to pick this up because just like the lion has all different kinds of modes of communication, different ways that we communicate, so do we. We have halal, which is to rave about, to make a show of like a sports fanatic, to be clamorously foolish about our adoration to God. Halal is where we get our word hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 praise be to Yah or Yahweh or Jehovah, Yahweh, Jehovah, it's praise, it's celebrating Jesus, come on, Tehillah involves music and singing, especially singing, this particular psalm that we're going to read today, I need you to get a revelation that this is a book of songs, S-O-N-G-S, these were sang, and at one period in our history, it was commanded that it had to be sang every single day. Shabbat, which we'll talk about today, is to commend, to praise, to to adore, to glory in. Shabbat goes in two directions. It's to still and to quiet. It's it's like the wave of of the sea. It's stilling and it's calming. It's stilling and it's calming. So it has reference to trouble situations. What do we do, like Justin said today, what do we do when trouble comes? When trouble comes, do we murmur and complain about everything that we have? Or do we use our mouths to worship God and to operate in faith, calling those things that are not as though they were how long? 
until they become. Don't be weary in well-doing. In due season, you will reap. I said in due season, you will reap. What did I say? In due season, you will reap if you faint not. Well, pastor, when is due season? Whenever it comes due. You will reap. Oh, yes, you will if you faint not. Barak means to denote a blessing, the privilege of blessing the Lord. Todah means to shout with a loud voice expressing gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. When I was coming up, the old mothers in the church just for no reason seemingly at all, they just sitting just like everybody's quiet right now and you hear one of the old mothers say, thank you! And we kind of, you hear mother so-and-so? We didn't understand, we didn't understand that she had a track record with Jesus. She understood that he did some things that didn't nobody else know about. He did some things that couldn't nobody do but Jesus on her behalf. And when she stopped and thought about the goodness of Jesus and all that he had done for her, her soul would cry out, hallelujah, she praised God for saving her. Then zamar literally means to pluck the strings of an instrument. This is when you make your body become an instrument. You begin to clap your hands and pat your feet and, and use your whole body as an instrument. Your whole body should be engrossed in worship. Have you ever seen somebody that was into sports? Their whole body is engrossed in worship. They have their eyes open. They're moving. They're shaking. They're looking around. Their whole body is engrossed in it. Why wouldn't we engross our whole body in worship of an all-wise God, a God that's good all the time and all the time? God is good. Yada is extending your hands in worship, lifting your hands in the sanctuary. Yada is often a cry for help. Come on, you don't have to raise your hand because I don't want to try to embarrass you, but I know I need God's help. Come on, and he made a commitment to us, I believe it's Isaiah 41 or Isaiah 42, that he would strengthen you and he would help you and he would uphold you with his righteous right hand. Come on, he is a God that will send help in the time of need. The Bible says he's an ever-present help. That means always present. He's an ever-present help in the time of need. How can you help somebody that don't know they need help? You've got to acknowledge, God, I need you. I need you to, 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 for me to live, move, and have my being. I need help. Are you listening to me? Let's walk through this scripture just a little bit. I'll read it through, and then we'll come back and we'll pick up some excerpts because this is the year, and listen to me, this is a confirmation from the Holy Ghost. This is the year that we have to worship God for real. This is the year that we're not going to wait for Minister TJ and the worship team to take us into worship. We're going to be so radical in our worship to a good God, we'll take the worship team into worship. We'll take them into places they've not gone. Come on! You've got to bring your own worship with you. Can anybody testify? Does anybody have a testimony how God has touched their life? Has God healed your body? Has God healed, has God rescued you? Listen, when you were wrong, did God bail you out? Come on! Then we've got to, we owe him a praise. He don't owe us nothing, but we owe him 
everything. Come on, let's begin to read in Psalm number 63, beginning with stanza one. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. I like to use different translations of the Bible because it helps me to understand it better. I don't speak on a day-to-day basis in Old English, so this kind of takes off the these and thus and dust and all of those Old English terms, and I can just read it through and get a good revelation from it. I read other translations as well, the Living Bible, the New American Standard, Bible, the Message Bible, different versions of the Bible to help me to understand. It says in stanza one, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. Thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name and my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my lips shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you and the night watches because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek my life to destroy it shall go down into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for the jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him shall glory. But the mouth of those who speaks lies will or shall be stopped. We've got to take the backdrop on this, and I'm almost out of time. I'm going to let you out on time. The backdrop on this is uh, David was being sought after at this point in time. He was a runaway. He, there was a bounty on him. Um, they were looking to kill him. He was being sought after by Absalom, but most, most notably, he was being sought after by King Saul. Saul was upset with David. They had gone into battle, and um, the ladies began to sing and begin to praise, and they said, Saul has killed a thousand, but David... He killed 10,000. So I was like, oh, shoot, wait now. I've got competition. He's taking my thunder. He's stealing my thunder. He was upset with David because he saw the anointing fade off of his life and come upon David's life. So David began to um, run away, and this psalm was written in the wilderness or the desert of Judah. Judah, my grandson's name is Judah, and Judah literally means praise. So in the middle of all that he was going through in an arid season, in a dry season, he refused not to praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises will continually be in my mouth. You've got to get a revelation of this wilderness of Judah. In this wilderness of Judah, there was no water. There was no food. The little food that there may have been, there were scavengers that came to snatch that food up. 
it was so um, arid and so dry and so hot, the sun would literally scorch skin to your skin would begin to peel and flake off. It was so blistering hot. Have you ever seen somebody's, their lips are so chapped that their lips are, are broken? It was that kind of environment that David was in, and he was being sought after to be killed by the king. How many know David was really going through something? Here's the thing I'm going to be teaching about angels in the coming days and weeks. I'm studying it out now, and I'm still going to minister on exposing the spirit of fear so we can be positioned this year for good success. So in my, in my um, study on this particular topic, what really touched my heart concerning David was that he didn't focus on what he was going through. Come on. When we're going through something, this isn't, people don't say it that much because most of the time I'll say something back when they'll say it. But they used to always say, Pastor, the devil's really busy. And I would always tell them, and God is busier than the devil. So we've got to control our mouth and stop giving credence and giving opportunity. When you say stuff like that, you open the door for the devil to come in. So don't talk about how busy the devil is. Talk about how good God is. Come on. So when David was going, listen to me, he was being sought after to be killed. There was a bounty on him. There was reward money. You would get prestige. You would get fame if you captured him or if you brought him back dead or alive. If that wasn't enough, the people that he loved, the people that he served were the ones after him. If that wasn't enough, he can't get nothing to eat. He can't have, he's used to plush places to sleep. There was no plush places to even lay his head down in this wilderness of Judah. But we see how his heart was. He had a heart to praise the Lord. We'll go through it a little bit later, but we'll see how he praised the Lord with his eyes, with his lips, with his hands, with his soul, which has reference to mind, will, emotion, imagination, and intellect, with his mouth and with his mind. He drew his mind in. Come on, we have to stop focusing on everything that we have and focus on what we want to see. We've been studying about Zacharias when the angel came into the temple while he was burning incense, sweet-smelling savor, aroma to God, which is worship. The angel came and told him his wife's name, told him his name, said, the Lord heard your prayer, and I came to give you a word. You're going to have a baby. And the first thing that Zacharias said, how do I know you're telling me the truth? What had happened with Zacharias is he was believing God so long, he had all the verbiage on point, he had all the outward show on point, everything he was saying, but his heart wasn't hinged on it. Good God Almighty, this is the year that your heart has to be hinged on it. You can't be Polly want a cracker just repeating something. Your heart has to be hinged on it. And because the angel of the Lord, he said, my name is Gabriel. I'm the mighty man of God. I came from God. And you need to get a revelation that when angels come, they're not playing a game. Angels are not little bare booty babies with a little uh, Valentine's arrow shooting it. They're grown beings from God and they're on assignment. Listen, whatever God tells them to do they can't go back to God with an excuse because they will not be excused because of an excuse when they go back to God the assignment has to be completed good God Almighty so Zacharias's mouth had got him in trouble so the angel was like oh no 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 you ain't gonna have me going back to God talking about I didn't get the job done I'm gonna have to close your mouth 
so that God's word can be fulfilled. Here's the kicker. I've got to close. I want you to come back so we can walk through Psalm number 63. A couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, Minister Eleanor, we actually read that scripture for 63 days. We read Psalm number 63 for 63 days. It was a game changer for us. And we began to understand how do you worship God when you don't feel like it? When your parent is sick, when you're sick, your child is sick, when you lose a loved one, when your money is funny. Well, how do you praise God? How do you keep your fault? How do you, how is this done? We look at the example of David right here and we learned how to navigate through troubled waters we learned how to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil come on are you listening to me so I need you to come back so that I could teach you I got to teach you listen to me there's a five-fold ministry to the things of God there are five different expressions prophet pastor evangelist teacher um whatever once more did I leave off it's five of them and if you're not exposed to all of it, then you're lopsided. Well, I don't want you to be a lopsided Christian. I want you to be able to walk upright. I want you to be able to roar. I want you to be able to, to uh, conquer in your environment. So I can't always preach, even though I love to preach. Sometimes I have to take my time and teach. But when I take my time and teach, you'll never forget it. You'll never forget it. It'll stick with you for the longest day. If I preach it to make you feel good today, you'll be the forgot tomorrow. So if you come back, let me walk you through it so that you really know how to navigate through troubled waters. You know how to navigate through difficult times. You know how to see God in dark situations. It's, it's tough. And I, I know some of you are facing tough things. I know that you are, and, and my heart is with you, and I'm praying for you. And my prayer is that, you would, that your faith won't fail in times of trouble. But that my prayer can hold you so long, then you've got to grow up to do some things as well. We've got to mature this year so that we can experience God's riches and choices, blessing over our life. This is the year that your cup is supposed to run over. A running over cup means that your cup is always full. Come on, this is the year that we mend the cracks in our cups. We mend the holes in our cups. And not only for us, our whole family is involved in it. Are you listening to me? Come back because I want to take you to Daniel. We've got so many lessons in the book of Daniel. I want to talk to you about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I want to talk to you about how he fasted and why did he do these things. I want to talk to you about Daniel and the lion's den. Why? These Bible stories are written for our overcoming so that we can extract the principles of these lessons, apply them in our lives so that we can be overcomers. Not only overcomers, we could be world changers. Come on, where's your war? Are you impervious? Who's impervious? Who's impervious? Who's impervious? I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.